1: good morning welcome in your sec insider hit this morning is brought to you by eye care professionals dr kirk jeffries if you need cataract surgery you want to go to eye care professionals and dr kirk jeffries two locations on lakeland drive right down from smith wills in jackson and then Flowood bell mead we are espn 1059 the zone i'm your host bo bounds this is the out of bounds show our guests join us on the farm bureau insurance guest line and we welcome in Chris Lamonas, Hale State baseball coach, to the show. Coach, good morning. How are you? Well, we'll see if we have Coach Lamonas here in just a second. Um, all right, you're listening to Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Want to let you know that this interview will be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. The Diamond Dogs will get it kicked off, if you will, first pitch. Net, not this Friday, but next Friday, Duty Noble Field. And we welcome in the head baseball coach for Mississippi State, Chris Lamonis, to the show. Coach, good morning. How are you?
0: I'm great, Bo. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Um, all right, so let's. Just, I bet you like seeing sunshine on day. You don't, You don't ever know what you're going to get in February, and um it looks like you're going to have a, a pretty good day today for February, doesn't it?
0: Base baseball coaches have been pretty happy lately. So we wake up and check the weather every day. So and it's starting to get to that point where we're checking opening day too. So you're just trying to get an idea but weather is important and today's going to be beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um my buddies are freaking out about next weekend. So when we started telling everybody an hour and a half ago that we were having you on the show, um the the name that started hitting our text line is Gerangelo Sanjay. Can you tell us how he, you feel like he could factor in to your pitching staff and starting rotation with Justin Parker this year?
0: Yeah, we got a real battle right now going on. We got about four or five talented starters. He's obviously vying for one of those top spots. Had a really good weekend this past weekend. Um, probably the best weekend he's had this fall <clears throat> through the whole fall and spring. So he's done well. He's really messed with Coach Parker, um, you know, making some changes, you know, trying to – you know, one of the biggest things is trying to get him to smoothly transition from left to right and right to left, you know, and be able to be a little bit better in that transition. You know, a lot of times last year it's he would switch over and be one o. One o is not a great count to have, you know, when you're moving through. But he's done a really good job with that here in the spring training.
1: And, and so, Coach, this is a guy mm-hmm. who – a lot, I would think majority of the guys y'all get, they have pitched a lot in junior high, high school travel ball, and yet that wasn't necessarily the case with Gerangelo considering how much he played out in the field and hit, right?
0: Right. He, Yeah, he didn't pitch a lot, and especially as an ambidextrous guy, his innings were very limited. So last year was a huge step for him, um, learning how to pitch at this level, but also learning a lot about himself. You know, and even himself, he had to learn, you know, coaches were learning too, but how do you coach an ambidextrous guy? And so I feel like we got a lot better head start on that. And so does he, he understands it a lot better.
1: You know, we had Justin Parker on last week and he was really optimistic about your group. I mean, he, he said, look, there's talent in the clubhouse and, uh, that y'all been working on things throughout the fall, but he maybe cautiously optimistic, but he was pretty up and excited about both the starters and what could play out in the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's uh, we've pitched really well this spring training against what we feel is one of the better lineups out there. So he uh, he's done a great job, you know, helping those guys, you know, just make the next step. I think one thing that, you know, getting a guy like Justin Parker last summer, you know, the biggest attraction was is we had talent in that staff. We just didn't pitch good. And I think that was, you know, wasn't like we had a bunch of guys throwing 85. He just got hit everywhere. We just needed a little bit more help, and I think he saw that. And he's done a really nice job with those guys. I mean, Nate Dome, Kobe Holcomb, Gerangelo, Cal Stevens, Bradley Lofton. I mean, those are some pretty high high end talented guys.
1: How much discussion is it on Dome on whether or not to start him or try to get two appearances out of him on a on a weekend series, Coach?
0: You know, I mean, we're we're probably going to have to do that with one of the guys, you know, right now. We kind of feel like one of the starters who doesn't end up being the starter is going to end up, you know, possibly being a reliever. That guy will probably be pissed um, because they all want to start. This time, a couple years ago, it was Landon Sims. You know, he didn't win the job coming out of spring training. And, uh, you know, he goes out against Texas that first day and, and probably shows everybody he's one of the better pitchers in the country. So it just—it's happening everywhere. But that could happen, and Nate, Nate's a candidate. But Nate's also a really strong candidate to start too. He does a lot of good things as a starting pitcher.
1: What's it like to? I know you're excited. I think I ran into you in the fall. You're excited about having Auger and Simmons back. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, it's just the maturity. You know, there's just a the maturity there. They've done it before. They've been out there. Um, I wouldn't say they're the highest draft picks in the country, but they're just, they can go out and get outs for you. And they know, they understand how to pitch. And so, um, I think that's going to be a, a really big piece
1: when you're, uh, is, is Bradley Lofton factoring in one of those four guys, or do you see him maybe starting out as a, a midweek guy? How does that look right now?
0: He's kind of factoring. Well, he, he's come back and he's, he's been a little, uh, he's about a week or two behind, because of his throwing program. So that's kind of put him as a – I don't know what that makes him open in weekend. Has he become a reliever? Um, but I do think he's a starter. I mean, it's special stuff. I mean, it's, there's a reason MLB, you know, offered him so much money to come out. But um, he's back and getting ready. And, you know, so I could see him as a really good Tuesday starter. And then he's got stuff to be a weekend starter in the SEC. So hopefully, uh, you know, he gets an opportunity to do that at some point.
1: And you mentioned, we're visiting with Chris Limones. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. This is the Out of Bounds show. You mentioned Holcomb. Uh, How has he looked in your spring training the last couple of
0: weeks? He's been good. I mean, that's probably been one of the guys that Coach Parker's helped the most. Just mechanically had to do a reshift in the fall, kind of broke him down to square one and built him back up. And he's been really good. I mean, he's got a chance to, like I said, once again, it's, He's 6'7", 240, and, you know, it's up to 97 with three pitches. For He's thrown a lot of strikes. I mean, I know the strikes were an issue last year, but he's, he's done a nice job in the strike zone, and he's pitched, you know, really well. So he's part of that competition. I mean, all four of those guys, it's really tough right now.
1: Uh, when you're Chris Lamonis on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, who's the alpha on the pitching staff?
0: <laughs> um, I would say Cam Schulke. And Cam's a guy our fans don't know a lot about, but Cam is a – it's funny, he's the alpha, and he probably throws the softest of anybody. But he's our – he was a two-time closer of the year in the Cape Cod League, throws from about nine different slots. But there's just a lot of toughness about the kid. And and, and I've challenged our guys in this world of portal and changing rosters. You don't have to play here for three years to be the captain. You know, you can come in and, and make a mark. And, and we don't even have a captain. But, you know, just for him, I think he's a guy that the pitching staff looks to a lot and, and, and trust. And he's going to have the ball in his hands at a good, good, good amount of games on the line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment
1: Ross Highfield was asked to uh, to catch early in his career. That's a lot when you're a true freshman. And so, how much has he progressed and matured since last June, Chris? A,
0: a lot, and um, you know, I think we, you know, he's he's probably put in more time uh, on his craft than maybe anybody. And it, it's been good because we have Cheese, who's a full time catching coach. And we also have Coach Parker, who does a great job with catchers, too. So, you know, you're getting the mechanical side, blocking and throwing and all that, but then you're also getting the pitching side with Park and a lot of communication there. So I think he's improved a lot. hit a big home run in yesterday's scrimmage, um, you know, had a really good swing. So he's he's progressing along and, and has really improved in his, you know, the, the actual receiving part of the game. I think that's the area he had to improve on the most.
1: Right. Do you um, Do you feel like you have – somewhat of a battle, this could be a good thing for you and, and Gotro and so on. But do you feel like you have a battle at shortstop right now?
0: <laughs> I have a battle in the middle of the infield. We just, before I got on the phone with you, we're making up lineups for the weekend and we're trying to make them as close to opening day weekend and trying to figure out what's the best lineup. And it's a, it's a good problem to have, but I have three guys that can all play at this level and we're trying to figure out, you know, One's a little better offensively. One's a little better defensively, you know. So uh, I think with because Murph can play second, too. So you have this rotation of all three guys that are just really high end players. So, yeah, we do. That's probably the biggest competition on the field right now.
1: Okay. So, right there in the middle infield with shortstop and second, you got Mershon, Larry. Who's the third guy, Chris? Dylan Cup. So well, tell me about him.
0: Dylan Cup was the Team USA shortstop. Um, and got off, started getting phone calls at the end of the first round, second round, turned them down, came to school. Um, a lanky, you know, probably 6'2 shortstop, but a, a really, really good defensive player. Probably as good a defensive shortstop as you'll be around and got the ability to hit. You know, being a freshman, you never know how much they'll hit, but, and he's got a lot of makeup to him, too. So, um, but he's played, played on the national stage for years. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just very, very talented, but so is Mersh. And so is Amani. I mean, we just, but we have like, they're all three, like so different type of players. Mm -hmm. It may be a matchup type thing as as time goes on too.
1: He is Chris Lamonis on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Yeah. My takeaway last year was David Mershon has some, has some dog in him. Is that what you see?
0: Yeah. He plays, he loves baseball and you don't find that as much anymore. I mean, not, you know, kids just don't. David Mershon lives, frees baseball. That's all he wants to do. He's here all the time. We're having camp. He's sitting in the stands watching camp. I don't know what, what he's doing, but um, our kids usually don't want to go near camp. So, But he uh, he, he lives it. So a uh, great base runner, switch hitter, um, good defender, just, just does a lot of things to help you win games.
1: All right, Dakota Jordan. I mean, this is one of the most talented players. This is saying a lot. You know this. To ever step foot on campus in a uh, baseball program that's produced a lot of MLB talent, uh, talk about his progression from last summer through fall ball to today.
0: Well, I think his progression has been a lot of maturity right now, though, since he's been back in the fall. Like, I mean, he's hitting balls. I mean, he hit a ball off the line drive out the right yesterday in a 3 count just on a, on a line. It's just nothing he can't do offensively. He he flies down the line. There's not many kids who run like him. But, you know, just the maturity of the game, handling the game, the pressures of the game, the... You know, defensively, you know, he's a – we played him in left last year, but he's a natural right fielder, and, and, boy, he's really looked good in right field. He's a guy that can make a difference defensively for you in the outfield with his speed and his arm. There's just not many holes in his game.
1: Mm-hmm. Chris Limonis on the Out of Bounds show. Um, who's a guy that the media and maybe the fans aren't talking about that's impressed you and the staff either the last few think- weeks or count fall ball too?
0: I think one of the biggest guys for us is Bryce Chance. Like, people don't talk about Bryce Chance. And, you know, our outfield got locked down last year because Dakota showed up and Colton Ledbetter showed up. You know, and we had a guy like Bryce Chance who still hit 350 and ton of runs and RBIs and everything else in limited time. And um, he doesn't look like our best player. He's smaller, probably not our fastest, not our best arm, but he, he really plays the game. And uh, he's kind of a little bit of the heart and soul in there. Uh, of that lineup. Just, uh, like I said, you don't find that as much anymore. Him and Connor Isaac's another kid who got locked out. You know, we had a, he was rated as one of the number one portal guys, you know, coming out last year and then get fell behind led better and just never gotten the lineup. So I think those two guys could be a real, real big push to our lineup uh, just to add some depth in that lineup.
1: Absolutely. You, you sound optimistic and excited. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, we are. God, to get past last year, nobody, anybody would be excited. And number two, just, you know, I like our group. You know, I mean, we haven't played well. Like that, I mean, that's evident, right? But um, we, we like our guys, and we have a lot to prove. You know, we're not getting a lot of love. And as a coach, you love that because you get to play off that a lot. So I think i got a team of kind of pissed off dudes that are that have been working their tail off, and they're ready to play.
1: I like it. We'll leave it there, and we hope to catch up with you um, a few times throughout the season. Chris Lamona's on the Out of Bounds Show. Chris, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it. No
0: problem. Take care. Health State.
1: Chris Limonis, National Championship Coach. Chris Limonis joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. He's taken Mississippi State to two College World Series and won it in 2021. And, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, but Justin Parker sounded pretty optimistic Last week, talking about his group of pitchers, mm-hmm. Chris Limonis, was here's the question. Was that Lamones' biggest recruiting land mm. recruit last year? Grabbing Justin Parker from a regional team at South Carolina that's played for three national titles in won 2 in the 2000s. And Ray Tanner lived in the College World Series. So, it again, there's nothing wrong with going and get the pitching coach from UT Chattanooga, Right. Or Indiana State. But they went to South Carolina, who's got multiple rings, played for it three times, and was in the postseason. I think that was probably the biggest get, possibly, for Chris Lamonis last year.
2: I mean, especially because of the talent development.
1: And the talent that could be developed. I mean, he acknowledged it. They couldn't throw strikes. They couldn't get people out. Yeah. And it just... It just, one thing led to another. I mean, if they're just pretty good on the mound, they got a chance to to do some things this year with uh, Dakota Jordan and Mershon and Hunter Hines and Highfield. And I think people, you know, that's a great point on Amani uh, Larry, kind of sleeping on him. So we'll see. I think, uh, you know, they got to get to the postseason. They got to figure this thing out. But it sounds like they'll be much improved um, on the mound, and then people are super excited about the lineup. Dakota Jordan, kind of, kind of hits like you. Yeah, uh, I was just In thinking your softball club.
2: Dakota Jordan and Hunter Hines could probably tear down a government overnight. You give those two guys a baseball bat and tell them to take down a government like a, like Yemen or something. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting it done. Yeah, you give two tree trunks.
1: I mean, those guys are huge, and he was he was rattling off several metro area guys. So mm-hmm. Dakota Jordan from Can Canton, Canton ended up at JA. Hunter Hines played at Mass Central. Bryce Chance played at MRA. Right. So, can you imagine having any one
2: of those kids, maybe even two, on the same select baseball team? No, <laughs>
1: like- good. I think some of them did play together. I didn't. You know, I don't obviously keep up with that. But um, that's that's a good point on those dudes.
2: Like, just from around the area, they play some, some kids from Sioux Falls, Iowa, <laughs> you know, and just absolute missiles.
1: Dakota Jordan. This is it for him. He's draft eligible as a sophomore. And I think I got that right. Unless I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he'll be 21. So, you would. You know, Mississippi State would like to squeeze everything they can, right, out of him. Um, A good number at the plate. Um, They want him to rake power numbers to the gap and over the fence. Lamonis mentioned just the way he can run. I think people forget about that as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, especially first to third. Dude can scoot. So that was good.
2: Yeah, if State's missing a running back this coming season, if nobody's fitting the bill, put him in there. Who, well, that's a I, Anthony Dixon. I thought that
1: that they actually should have picked up a running back in the portal, but nobody listened to me or called me to ask me. Right. right. Jeff Levy did they never not call do. me. Because um, I just think running backs are a dime a dozen. Yeah. I do. I think in the Sun Belt, I, I think guys <laughs> who can churn out 600 yards plus on the ground, couple hundred yards receiving, you know, make people miss. I just think they're everywhere. Um, not sure what they have in the room. We just totally took a right turn. But anyway, you're right. Dakota Jordan does look like he could play running back in the Southeastern Conference. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F-150 truck. Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Mack Hike Ford for your next Ford F-150 truck. Tell them we sent you. They've got a great selection, pre-owned and new at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North and Jackson. Look look what's on ESPN right now. They were talking about John Riggins and his performance in the Super Bowl in the 80s. He ran for like 144 yards. Dude was a tank. Tank for the Redskins. with Commanders now.
2: Yeah. We need more running backs like that. We don't have, nobody's really going with the old, like, Eddie Lacy, Derrick Henry style anymore. No,
1: you don't see as much of that anymore. You're right. Although McCaffrey's physical is all get out. Oh, yeah. So is Pacheco. That's a good point. Pacheco, but Pacheco's like. I know he's not, I know he's not built like what you were describing. Yeah. But he's, he's more physical than his size and stature. But going back to McCaffrey, he can, he's a physical dude. Yeah. And then if they run Debo out of the backfield, Ooh. come on.
2: Right. I mean, see, McCaffrey's the kind of guy to run you over. Uh, but Checo's the kind of guy you, like, grab his ankle and he, like, bites your wrist and you let
1: go. That, that sort of guy. You I know? agree with that. Like,
2: and then runs as that, fast as he can. That's like David
1: Mershon, shortstop for Mississippi State. Okay. He's he's that guy. He's got some serious dog in him. He and Ross Highfield. I mean, I just think they're scrappers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll bite the ankle. Dan Campbell. Exactly. You, what do you think Dan... You think Dan Campbell's going to go out to Vegas and at least partake in a in a Super Bowl party? I, not stay for the weekend. Yeah, right. Hit a Wednesday or a Thursday night. I don't see why not.
2: Because it's not like, you know... <laughs> It's not like, say, he's been there for so long and he's had disappointing season after disappointing season and the expectations are up there. He had a crazy season compared to the expectations. Go out and celebrate. Yeah. You know, it's not like you'd be sulking and not being in the Super Bowl. It's like, my season's over. I'm a hero in Detroit, no matter what. Now let's go win 60 grand on blackjack.
1: Let's go to the Patron Super Bowl party. That's, That's one of my bucket list. Yeah, beautiful people, amazing premium tequila, some kind of cool, cool resort and casino. What do you think? I'm can, digging that. Can you still make it? I think you could still make it. Should I jump on a plane tomorrow? Come on. why not? Yeah, fly private. You know, just get your... Who, who's listening that has a plane? The Ag Up Equipment text line, <laughs> 601-885-3776. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105 Down the Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We just had Chris Limonis on the show. That was fun. He seemed like he was in a good mood. Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody's zero and zero, so they're undefeated. Yeah. He and Bianco are somewhat in a... and Ostrander are somewhat in a... Uh, how about positive mindset? Okay, right. And he likes that sunshine out there. Because you could be... Michigan State baseball this morning. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you're able to practice. Penn State, Wisconsin. I don't even know if they have baseball, but you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: and plus, as a coach in general, I think that the weather just has a different meaning to it. You know, like smell of fresh cut grass. Fair enough. You know, whether you're one of those old style coaches, first thing in the morning throws in a big on. old shawl. You
1: know, <laughs> just. You're all about the dip. It smells
2: well. That's to me. That was a
1: coaching staple growing up. Here's what I got for Bianco and Lamona's today: Hive 60, sunshine. Ooh, tomorrow, Hive 64, mostly sunny. They're loving this. Yeah. Thursday, Hive 62, just a little clouds. Then they got rain in the weekend, but I think it's just kind of scattered comes back the next week and they've got sunshine going into the opening weekend let's go yeah it's mike a- bianco will join us at 9 30 tomorrow yes cool 9 30 tomorrow
2: uh rt on the text line says that he has a crop duster plane. so if that'll I'm get you not to not getting into that come on no I could get you there well how what would that take a week <laughs> no no come on you just fly it like 400 feet high
1: you know just right no over cities way in hell. I'm getting in one of those <laughs> not happening. We are the out of bounds show brought to you by the ribs and blue plates at Fleetway market in the market cafe in Glugstaff. Mike Dettelier at nine thirty. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early.